successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining us as well today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio as well as at GrillNationShow.com. Again, I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today. You can uh, find all of our shows uh, if you've missed any. I know probably you've been doing a lot this summer. Enjoying your time away from the office once in a while at GrillNationShow.com. Up on the website there, I have all of our shows listed as well as all of our guests that we've had on the show uh, each and every week here on Grill Nation Show. Those are all listed for you, and uh, also I have a lot of photos. There's a lot of photos of our guests up there. You can see what it looks like here in the studio uh, as well. So that's at GrillNationShow.com. On today's show, we are going to have a very cool guy who is a really smart man. His name is Evan Ashner. He is a program officer at the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation. He works in the research and policy department. Evan um, is, you know, he work his work includes identifying ways to help cities further innovation and growth in their communities. He's focused on helping to educate policymakers on new insights and understandings that result from foundation supported research and providing support for the foundation's entrepreneurship and education departments in the formation of uh, applicable, applicable, excuse me, local policies and programs. Evan and I had traveled to Little Rock, Arkansas last week for the Mayor's Summit on Entrepreneurship in Little Rock. Uh, was an amazing event. Uh, many mayors there from all over the country. And so I wanted to have Evan on to talk about what the Coffin Foundation is doing with entrepreneurship, especially around research and policy uh, in entrepreneurship and uh, what they're doing with local cities throughout this country, as well as uh, what they're doing with their mayor's conference in December of this year. This is something the Kauffman Foundation has been working on for three or four years, really kind of implementing, po- connecting policymakers to the research and policy department at the Kauffman Foundation. The studies, the great insight they have there is, is obviously the foremost uh, leader in entrepreneurship here in the country as far as foundations go. And, um, it's just an amazing, amazing work they're doing over there. So I wanted to highlight some of the things and get to know Evan a little bit better. We've never had him on the show. We can call this segment Entrepreneurship with Evan if you'd like, but he is a, uh, he's a great guy and, uh, really cool guy and, uh, really interesting to get to know him over the last six months to a year. So Evan Abshner from the Coffin Foundation will be joining us today on the show. We might have some other surprises as we go. But um, as far as I know right now, Evan will be our guest today on Grill Nation Show. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also, I love Snapchat. I post videos of our guests up to Snapchat each and every week. I'm on there at, at Grill Mizzou or at Jason Grill. Also on Instagram and Facebook at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation Show. 
these continue to grow each and every week. Uh, we're continuing to look for more partners and supporters to come on Grill Nation Show and be a part of what we're doing here and trying to highlight really, really interesting things going on throughout Kansas City, our region, and our nation with regards to uh, anything actually that people are doing cool things, thought leaders, newsmakers, trendsetters, policymakers. There's a lot of great businesses here in Kansas City. I really appreciate the ones that have signed up, supported, and become partners of Grill Nation with Jason Grill. And they are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, Two West Advisors, Ryan Rink, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, guest hosting contributor, Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer is a contributor, The Rieger Hotel, Grill and Exchange, now known as The Rieger KC, and Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe is a guest co-host and contributor, and Kansas City Power and Light District. Uh, appreciate all of your support and partnership with The Grill Nation Show. Again, find all of our partners and supporters, as well as links to their websites. They do great work here in Kansas City and throughout the region at grillnationshow.com. I want to talk about a, a couple wins for Kansas City here. Uh, I was reading startlandnews.com today, and I noticed that a Sprint Accelerator graduate was acquired by a medical giant. And this is someone that I met with um, three years ago to help them with some media relations work, potentially, and kind of connect them to people in the industry here to get them more exposure. But a California-based healthcare provider recently announced it has acquired Medicast, a graduate of the Kansas City-based Sprint Mobile Health Accelerator program. They went through the program in 2014, and that was the inaugural three-month program at Techstars-led Sprint Accelerator program based in Kansas City. So they um, they got bought out. So that's that's pretty cool. Medicast is a lot with healthcare and whatnot, but it's really cool to see them moving forward, getting bought out, and uh, their people are really great. So congrats to Sam and those at Medicast. So Medicast is a um, really cool healthcare provider, and they actually were one of the first people to try to connect uh, people via the app to uh, in-home care and whatnot. And so they were bought out by Providence Health Services, which is based in Renton, Washington, and St. Joseph Health, based in Irvine, California. These two companies merged from the nation's third largest nonprofit health system. Providence operates a $150 million venture capital fund, which aims to spur innovation within its operations. So I just wanted to congratulate Sam, uh, the CEO, Sam. Uh, his last name is very hard to pronounce, so I won't do that to ruin it. But um they did. They started at the uh, Sprint Accelerator in Kansas City in 2014, and it's just we don't people don't talk enough about the wins, whether it's an exit or a scale or creating jobs or whatnot. But congrats to uh, Medicast for getting a purchase. The terms were not disclosed, but you know the more and more people we have that are growing businesses or merging with really big companies and, and growing those businesses, the better. So congrats to that co- that company that went through the Sprint Accelerator. Uh, really quickly, I want to mention another story that I saw in the Kansas City Business Journal about a new private jet airline arriving at the Kansas City International Airport. So OneJet has announced its intent to offer flights from the Kansas City International Airport, which OneJet is a public charter, and it's proposing a nonstop flight between Kansas City and Louisville starting October 24th, which is interesting because you don't really see many private jets or public charters at uh, KCI. You usually see those at the downtown airport. So this one jet company um, announced this intent to begin nonstop flights. They actually operate in other cities that include Indianapolis, Louisville, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, and Hartford, but they have nothing yet in Kansas City. So as a public charter, one jet arranges charter flights for another flight operator. It's not an airline, but instead an air transportation network that offers customers nonstop travel to small and mid-sized markets at a relatively low cost. So I, I just think this is kind of cool. A lot of entrepreneurs, people 
that are innovative continue, continue to have to get around the country quickly. And I've seen more and more of these, uh, you know, private jet charter type apps popping up where you can catch a ride with other people or you can uh, get somewhere quicker. And I thought that was interesting that Kansas City is now uh, going to be part of what OneJet is doing. And it's interesting that it's between Kansas City and Louisville where the first flights will take place. So just wanted to mention that to you. There's more information at KC Business Journal dot com uh but check it out again on our show today is evan absher who is a program officer in research and policy at the kaufman foundation he'll be joining me after the break it's going to be a really spirited discussion about entrepreneurship what works what doesn't what people should know about how uh cities are growing throughout our country uh what what types of things a city can do to help grow entrepreneurship what they shouldn't do what they should do just a really smart person here coming on from the Coffin Foundation. We're very lucky to have him on the air. And I'm very excited to have Evan Absher from the Coffin Foundation joining me here on Grill Nation Show. Again, connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. We'll be right back after the break with more of Grill Nation. Thanks for listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know. I'm going crazy though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining us as well at GrillNationShow.com and on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. We appreciate those always listening via podcast. Uh, podcast popularity downloads are way up lately, so I appreciate you joining us via those uh, networks and channels. As I mentioned in our first segment, we're lucky to have on the show Evan Afshner, who's uh, he develops municipal policy to encourage innovation and entrepreneurship and education. He's a program officer at the Kaufman Foundation in Kansas City, the shining, uh, shining star we have here in Kansas City dealing with entrepreneurship throughout the world. As I mentioned before, it's, it's the largest foundation, and from my knowledge, that deals with entrepreneurship in the United States, uh, maybe internationally too. We'll have to let Evan answer that question. But Evan is a program officer at the Coffin Foundation, and he works in a multitude of areas there. Prior to joining the Coffin Foundation, he worked as a special assistant for policy in the office of Mayor Sly James in Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, he has an entrepreneurial background. He's founded a small theater company in Chicago and was a professional actor at one point. He's also an attorney and a past the bar here in Missouri, which I have to give him credit for, as I have as well, which was tough. Evan Absher, welcome to Grill Nation, man. Well, thanks for having me, Jason. It's appreciate good, it. Good to see you. I read through your uh, most of the media bio in the first segment to promote promote you. Yeah. So we, so it was kind of a mouthful. Okay. Um, what you do at Coffin Foundation, and you really kind of your goal really is to do the research and policy and to educate policymakers on new insights and understandings that result from the foundation supported research and provide them support, um, takeaways, whatnot, and formation of local policies and programs based on the research and policy. Right. Correct. So what's this experience been like? Kind of go through a little bit of your background. And I know you've been there at the foundation now for about a, a year. About a year. So yep. take us through that and, and what you do there every day. Well, um, I think the simplest way to understand it um, is to think of it as I'm a consultant for mayors and my client is actually entrepreneurs. Um, so mayors bring in the foundation to talk to them about how they foster entrepreneurial activity and grow entrepreneurship in their ecosystem, mm -hmm. in their, in their community. 
Um, and we tell them why that's important, um, what they're doing well, uh, maybe some challenges they're facing. And um, I derive sort of all this information uh, from my colleagues in the research and policy department um, and all the research and sort of knowledge creation that they do there. We have people who are creating new data sets and data deriving information from data. We have people conducting case studies. And then, of course, we fund um, for a long time. The Coffin Foundation was the largest private uh, funder of economic research in the country. So we fund a bunch of research. Um, we have the Kaufman Entrepreneurial Scholars Program, which has been going on for about 10 years. We've basically created the academic field of entrepreneurship. Um, and we have, you know, we have the Kaufman Scholars Awards. So we award um, scholars um, money to write and produce breakthroughs in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So our department creates a lot of information. We create a lot of data. We create a lot of insights. And then my job and the policy department, policy half's job is to sort of translate that into actionable insights and promote that. And I, I focus on cities. Mm-hmm. So that's about the best way to sort of describe what my department specifically does. <clears throat> and you, you're part of the research and policy department. There also is the education department and entrepreneurship, right? Right. So entrepreneurship handles sort of the programmatic side of Fund, funding and finding and building uh, entrepreneurial support organizations and programs to help directly help entrepreneurs. Uh, and we work very closely with entrepreneurship. And then, of course, there's the education department, which um, uh, spun off the Kaufman School here in Kansas City, which is an incredible charter school that's outperforming just about any other charter school in the city, if not all of them. Uh, and they also um, brought City Year in. Um, they helped Teach for America. Um, and they were doing a bunch of other initiatives that I don't have handy, but if you go to Kaufman.org, you can find out about them. I know they're doing a lot of workforce <laughs> development for teachers right now, too. just wanted to make sure, too, our listeners know that it is based pretty much in education and in entrepreneurship. And if you've never been to the uh, Kaufman Foundation, I know many of our listeners have, whether it's been to use the conference center or to go to One Million Cups or to, you know, uh, walk around the Kaufman Gardens there. Uh, it's a really great, great, great building, great place. People there are very friendly. It's a place you should definitely check out. Yeah. Um, so, Evan, okay, so let's get into some of the myths. Okay. Okay, and some of the some of the things, and, and we'll get into what we're doing and, and what you're doing and whatnot across yeah. the country. But what what should what should cities kind of take away, or what should they do? How, how should people interact with entrepreneurs? Because, you know, right now we see a lot of accelerators out there. Yep. We see in Kansas City, we yep. see a lot of incubators out there. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts about those two things first? What, what, what should we take away about incubators and accelerators based on the research that the people at Kauffman Foundation have done? So um, first, let me state that there isn't a ton of research on either one of those things. Okay. Um, we're funding a lot of research to really f- sort of dive into those two entrepreneurial support organizations. And let's first say an incubator is, yeah. is where it's a co-working space. It's a co-working space. Um, mm-hmm. There were kind of the de jure thing for a long time. They bring in entrepreneurs. They provide them sort of overhead support, and they allow them to begin their firm, and they connect them and uh, with other entrepreneurs and mentors sometimes. Uh, but generally, it's a small monthly fee that the entrepreneur can afford, and you know they might get um, access to the internet and maybe uh, every once in a while like an office, but it is a co-working space. And an accelerator is an accelerator program typically takes a small percentage of equity um, and accelerates the sort of growth process of a startup from ideation and beginning of formation to sort of ready for the next round of investment 
Um, so think Techstars, uh, Y Combinator. Those are the two most successful um, nationally one national accelerators. And right. then, of course, the Sprint Accelerator down in the crossroads, they and just, they have their demo day. And so all those <clears throat> firms had ex- uh, the accelerator take a small percentage of equity uh, to help them like expand their knowledge and their mentors and their networks and and get them really prepared. Accelerate what normally takes eighteen months into about two to three months. Uh, so that they're prepared to take on investors and grow. Mm-hmm. And are those effective? Have we seen, you said you didn't have much research and policy on it, but from what I understand, you, an entrepreneur, it's okay to fail, right? Yeah. And it's better for a city to have 600 startups, 500, 500 of them fail, 100 mm-hmm. of them are successful and create jobs and to just keep them all living, right? Yeah, so... um yeah, you know, I say we don't have a ton of research uh, on them, and we're including our, we're increasing our research. But I, our initial sort of um, hunch is incubators tend to keep firms alive that should fail, that should otherwise fail, because they're able to essentially what I like to call live in the parents' basement. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, they're not facing the real world. They're not facing market forces. They're being uh, subsidized in a way, and um, so they're not being forced to fail. Uh, and that's never good for entrepreneurship. It's not good for those entrepreneurs. It's not good for the entrepreneurial ecosystem, which is what we kind of call the community of entrepreneurship and entrepreneur support organizations. Um, and so what we think and what, what our research shows is that firms that go into incubators don't do any better than firms that don't go into incubators. So um, we're currently, what I'll say, ambivalent towards incubators. Accelerators are better because they f- you get in, you get all these services, and then you're forced to get out and stand on your own two feet. Mm-hmm. Now the problem they kick you out of the house. They kick you out of the house, the right? Right. They kick you out of the basement, um, so to speak. So the the problem with accelerators is people look at TechStars, Y Combinator, and Sprint Accelerator, uh, and they say, "Look how successful these accelerators are." But those accelerators get to really pick the cream of the crop, and those firms would likely be successful anyway because mm-hmm. they're really good ideas and they've got really good uh, uh, entrepreneurs leading them. Um, also not all accelerators deliver value, uh, like those, uh, accelerators do. So it's, it's accelerators really, they might be good, but they're a finishing product. There needs to be a vibrant ecosystem and community of investors, support organizations, philanthropy, and entrepreneurs already existing for an accelerator to really tap into that accelerator just sort of. Um, kind of brings that all together. But if those those things aren't there to begin with, an accelerator really has nothing to bring together. So it's not it's not it's not that you go out and get an accelerator and now you've got entrepreneurs. You, you you build an accelerator from the bottom up because that's what the entrepreneurs demand and need, and that's what the investors want. And that's what it, and so the, the demand comes from not the top down but the bottom up. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Evan Absher, who's a program officer in research and policy at the Ewing Mary Kaufman Foundation. Evan. What are the four kind of pillars? Uh, I've seen your presentation. There's yeah. four pillars that you talk about uh, that cities should look for. Is One of them is community, right? Yeah. So we have uh, what we think are four good measures of a vibrant e- ecosystem, entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, and that is um, connectivity. Connectivity, right? Yep. Density, diversity, and fluidity. Mm-hmm. Um, and connectivity goes with the community aspect. Yeah. Connectivity is the community, right? That's right. Um Connectivity might be the most important. So I show the slide where I show the um, a map of the Silicon Valley ecosystem, and it's the dots are different assets, people, organizations, mostly people. 
and then there are lines connecting the dots. And the map of the Silicon Valley ecosystem is like just a massive black dot with no white in between. <laughs> right. Everyone is hyper connected. Right. And we'll never be we'll never have as much as Silicon Valley, no ecosystem will, but we can be just as hyper connected. Um and I think that in the end is the most important thing. In fact, I think the other three uh, density, diversity, and fluidity all feed into connectivity. If entrepreneurs are connected, entrepreneurs of all kinds um, are connected to the ecosystem, then failure isn't as bad because they can turn around and, and take advantage of the next opportunity and um, startup is easier. So, um, you know, for us, those are the sort of four main metrics that we sort of look at, but we're evolving that, we're changing that. Dane Stengler, my boss, the VP of policy, research and policy at the Kauffman Foundation, wrote a paper outlining those four, and he's, I think, working on a new version of that that will help flesh that out. Evan Absher, Kauffman Foundation Program Officer in Research and Policy. We're going to be back with more with Evan after the break. I want to note, too, at Kauffman.org, if you search the term Entrepreneurship Policy Digest, there's a uh, bunch of good research on what cities, states, federal level should do, um, and it's a really good resource there to educate lawmakers throughout our country. It's at Kauffman.org. You're listening to Grill Nation here on Talk 980 AM. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced it to my staff. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining us as well on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and at GrillNationShow.com. Well, quickly, want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash is a guest host and contributor, Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, contributor, The Rieger KC, Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe, guest host and contributor, and Kansas City Power and Light District. Thanks for your support of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. We're going to continue our conversation with Evan Absher, who's a program officer in research and policy at the Kauffman Foundation in, located in Kansas City, right off the plaza. Great, great building, great group, great, uh, amazing things coming out of there for uh, international, national, city, state, entrepreneurship, research and policy, you name it, they do it there. Uh, huge, huge foundation. We're lucky to have it here in Kansas City. Thanks to Mr. K, who, by the way, is celebrating his 100-year uh, would have been a hundred years old, right, Evan? September twenty first. September twenty first, and so we're gonna we'll talk about that further when we get back into the fall. I'm gonna have a guest on to talk about that, but look for that here in the fall, and uh, definitely will be something to celebrate here in Kansas City. You can go to emk100.org, okay, and that's the uh, celebration page for his 100th birthday. There are things that you can get involved in, um, and his birthday would have been September twenty first. Is September twenty first? What is that website again? emk100.org. Very cool. We're talking to Evan about what he does at the Kauffman Foundation and how uh, cities should approach entrepreneurship. Uh, there's a lot of different policymakers out there, and a lot of people just really kind of want to get involved in it, and some people want to do, what can we do to help out? Um, what are some things that policymakers do on a city or state level that – can actually hurt entrepreneurship. Is it are are there is there too many regulations, licensing, a tax incentive? Let's get into that debate right now. Talk to me first about <laughs> regulations, Jason. <laughs> you and I go back and forth on this all the time. Um, yeah, so uh, we have a ton of um, 
examples of what not to do. In fact, most of our policy recommendations are sort of first do no harm. Um, and we think the occupational licensing proliferation in the last 30 years has just become uh, – And you're talking about, you know, we're both attorneys. Yeah. We, we, we don't practice as much as uh, <laughs> some of our fellow people. But we have to get a license. We have Correct. to take the bar exam. We have to get through a cert- very strenuous right. process. Right. You're talking about, you know, obviously we both agree that lawyers should have some sort of a, a license. Right. Uh, maybe it should be changed. I've read, you know, it should be two years at law school and focus on one thing or three years or four, whatever. Um, but s- legislators have passed legislation uh, to basically license almost anything. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the you have to get occupational licensing in some jurisdictions for um, lawn maintenance and landscape. You have to get occupational licensing for African hair weaving. You have to get occupational licensing for... Uh, almost any professional service, and um, often, you know, what you find are they bad actors that people are not going to do a good job anyway. Don't get a license, um, and it just requires the people who are going to do a good job anyway to get a license. Mm-hmm. Um, it acts as a barrier of entry from people out of state. So, nurses. Um, the Obama administration just passed a rule where. Um, the spouses of veterans who require a uh, license, occupational licensing for their job, uh, now can use their license from state to state um, wow. because you would see nurses um, who were the wives of, uh, of veterans or people in the military moving from state to state and having to get a new license or teachers. Um, so we just think it, it hurts that, uh, that fluidity aspect, right? You can't get in, you can't get labor, you can't get talent as an entrepreneur, or you can't enter into a workforce and start a business as a you know a nurse or a lawn landscaping person or whatever. Um, also, permitting licensing within cities, um, permitting licensing and land use within cities can often uh, be used to suppress uh, entrepreneurial activity. Sounds like it. We deal with it a lot here in Kansas City and through other uh, cities throughout this metro and uh, region. Yeah. So not that those, they, not that any of these things don't have legitimate reasons for existing. It's just that oftentimes they've gotten out of hand and we've they've become detached from their mandate of protecting the people and become a mechanism for sort of controlling economic activity. Mm-hmm. And what we say is we need to peel those back because what they essentially do are favor incumbents, people who are already in the system. Incumbent protection. Incumbent That's protection. a code word in your yeah. presentation. Yeah, no, it is a code word. What we're finding is the marketplace is becoming far less competitive. Um, incumbents are are favored more and more. People already in positions of power are accumulating more of the market share and becoming more powerful. And that's done partly through regulation, but also through other things. And that's increased uh, quite a bit since the recession, which you understand, right? Um, subconsciously, policymakers at all level want to promote and help um, those firms that are healthy. Um, they don't want to disturb them because they're afraid that if they fail or go away, that'll be bad for the economy. But in fact, we think we've gone too far and it's much harder to start a firm or be entrepreneurial now than it ever has been because people who already have companies kind of own more of the market than they did before. And that's why we're seeing entrepreneurial numbers across the nation down considerably. Hmm. So you've got licensing, land use, zoning, uh, incumbent protection. What about tax credits, tax incentives? Now, this is something that me and you go back and forth on. (laughs) You know, because I was a legislator and we did pass a decent amount of tax credits and incentives. Yep. Now, in a perfect world, I get it. You shouldn't need these. You shouldn't need angel tax credits in Kansas. You shouldn't. This shouldn't happen. Right. But uh, with economic development people out there right. working for the state, right. uh, they're trying to recruit new businesses to move to their state. Right. Um, so that's why they use them. Yes. Uh, developers get them all the time. So there's all these issues with that. 
What do you say about those? And, you, and, and it's a little interesting because we're not working a utopia here. Right. Other no, states and, around I, us and cities have them. And, and we understand that. And, and you know that I get the sort of the prisoner's dilemma, right? So if I don't do this thing that I know is probably wrong, I'm going to get hurt, right? Mm-hmm. My state's going to suffer. Um, not And not necessarily wrong, but um, maybe Missouri not. In Missouri, in Kansas, we our cities and states will right. suffer. Yeah, yeah, Our cities and states, right. And in Missouri and Kansas is interesting. The cities of Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri get along much better than the states do mm-hmm. in this aspect. What The first thing I say is incentives are not bad in and of themselves. It's just we use them too much and we use them uh, and we and we claim the effects are not the actual effect. We right. use them in a lot of incumbents. We and they oftentimes go to an, almost always major predominantly go to major incumbents, and that's another not way. Not entrepreneurs, we, correct? Okay. Entrepreneurs very rarely avail themselves of any sort of tax abatement or credits. Sometimes they get small ones, but the lion's share. Uh, and we have a uh, report at GoodJobsFirst.org produced a report about how a couple of reports about how tax incentives almost always go to large incumbent firms. Um, so that's one way we're favoring incumbents and. And second of all, they don't create jobs. They just don't. Um, so to say they create jobs is incorrect. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not justified. They just don't create jobs because almost all new jobs come from new firms, especially young new firms. Young companies. That's, young that's companies. what you guys promote right. or talk right. about a lot. Right. Most jobs in the United States come from young companies. Correct. New companies under five years old, right? Correct. And specifically high growth companies. Um, and, you know, we can get further into details on that, but but they – but really what we've done is we've taken jobs from one jurisdiction and put them in ours. Um, we were just in a state, and I'll re- leave it nameless at this point, but you and I were just in a state that said – Well, yeah. oh, did you already talk about <laughs> on the, it? On the promo, I did say that we were in a, we oh, went to a conference the other day. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll just – Let's hypothetically say – Yeah, hypothetically this happens a lot. But this happens yeah. a lot in a lot of states. The economic development people will say, you know, I, in 302 bids that I won essentially are opportunities to give away tax money – I brought in 6,500 jobs. Well, that was just about 10% of the job creation in Arkansas for that year. And they gave away millions of dollars for just about 10% of the op- for the job creation, while the other 90% was produced by entrepreneurs that got no tax credit. And it was on the back of those entrepreneurs that these other large incumbent firms from outside of Arkansas were able to get those tax credits. Now, so I'm not saying the they're dilemma. wrong. I'm just saying that that's you have to realize that, okay, that's okay if we want to bring in these large incumbent firms to help promote and, like, be like you know real job promoters job promoters or good corporate citizens within Mm -hmm. our communities Mm -hmm. but we have to understand that that's just the reality um and entrepreneurs often create more jobs than incumbents in fact they're when you look at the stats when the recession hit the incumbents killed all their drop the job drop off was astronomical Mm -hmm. but but entrepreneurs stayed right at the same level as before they were creating jobs through the recession and right now we're seeing a drop in uh, entrepreneurs right i'm right. reading some of your studies lately that you guys have been putting out and entrepreneurship and new business formation is, is one going down in the united states yeah and we're we don't really know why well, well yeah that is that is odd to me because well, I, I keep seeing more and more people talking about starting their own company starting their own right. business the you economy i talked yeah. to you about this i mean yeah. it's taking off i mean people are starting their own llc's s-corps whatever to have their side business or whatever so you would think that number would be going up yeah, we think um, there are a couple factors. One is it's it, the incumbents are stronger. That's one factor. The other factor is what I like to call the Uberization of the economy, which is are Uber drivers entrepreneurs? Some, maybe. They're taking advantage of an opportunity. Are they running a small business? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Etsy uh, entrepreneur? Probably. 
But is Air, are Airbnb people entrepreneurs? Maybe. Again, see, this, this platform economy is really changing, and we think absorbing a lot of entrepreneurial activity that would normally be um, seen in entrepreneurial numbers. We also think that companies become more innovative, and that instead of losing people to go form a, a rival company or a company that would serve that home, that mother company, they're encouraging that sort of activity within and keeping those people around. Um, so there are a lot of things going on, we think. Um, we think social issues have a problem with that, the rising cost of health care, child care, and college. Um, we think are dragging millennial creation. Um, Boomer, the millennial entrepreneurship numbers are way, way down, which we think that has something to do with the fact that millennials are just sort of coming out of college more indebted than ever. Um, they're not necessarily getting a job and starting their career path right away. And then they're starting, they don't have homes or assets to leverage for small businesses. You know, over 90% of entrepreneurs, you know, get a a business loan or a line of credit to start their firm. Mm -hmm. Most never get VC funding. So there are a lot of things going on. One of the things I like about this is you guys have done the research and you have, great statistics and it just kind of turns everything on their head from uh, from on their heads that you hear from day to day so i really appreciate it we have evan absher program officer research and policy at the kaufman foundation joining us today on grill nation show with jason grill we right back after the break for our last segment i want to talk about some exciting things they're doing with cities and in entrepreneurship you're listening to grill nation I turn the music up, I got my records on I shut the world outside until the lights come on Maybe the streets are alive, maybe the trees are gone Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill here on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining us as well on iTunes and TuneIn Radio, as well as at GrillNationShow.com where you can find a great picture of our guests today and all of our other guests as well as podcasts to all of our shows. We're talking to Evan Absher, who's the Program Officer in Research and Policy at the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation, based here in Kansas City, the largest entrepreneurial foundation in the united states we're talking about really good policy recommendations that the foundation puts out but i want to get into kind of some of the things you've been working on evan uh, one is the, the mayor's summits on entrepreneurship tell me about kind of how this was born and kind of what you've done with that so far so this uh these mayor summits are essentially um localized summits that mayors put on uh and we fund and we go to these locations. So the last one was Little Rock. We did Madison before that. And we did Minneapolis last year. And they bring in mayors from around the region. They also bring in economic development professionals, hopefully some city council members, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial support organizations, investors, large firms that are you know good corporate citizens. And they all sit down and they talk about how this community, this ecosystem can promote entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and even you even had some federal people at some of these. Yeah, we had uh, we had some federal uh, Obama appointees at the Little Rock one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had some federal folks. And so you're talking about 75 to 100 people in a room. Yep. Really, just kind of going over what what's working, what's not working, and then you guys kind of you kind of give your recommendations. Then there's breakout sessions and whatnot. Yeah. So I generally start the proceedings off with sort of the level setting presentation of you know. This is what we know. This is what we're talking about. This is why it's important. Um, and then I usually localize it to the to the local area, and I say, you know, this is how you guys are doing. 
um, you know, based on Which our. It measure. doesn't work too well when you're in Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin was ranked. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin, Madison was the state of Wisconsin was ranked 50th in our index uh, for the startup index. The startup index for um, uh, as far as states, and that would be last. Uh, <laughs> and they were not pleased. I made the joke that even the Uber driver was grilling me about why they were ranked 50th. <laughs> Um, but there are a lot of things that go into that. But and, Madison and Little Rock, uh, you're yeah. also are doing them in Cedar Rapids, I believe, in Knoxville. Are yeah. the mayors that in those cities are very um, pro entrepreneurship? Yeah, so they understand that entrepreneurship plays a vital role in economic development. It's not just some pet project that your economic developer should should be like, oh yeah, no, we care about small business and entrepreneurship. It needs to be a. Uh, I, I think it needs to be the keystone of any economic development program. Of course, I'm biased, but. You know, it might not percentage wise, it might only be like 20% of your, you know, gross economy, but it, it's the most important 20%. It provides vitality, dynamism, and energy. Entrepreneurship is the mechanism by which, you know, resources are alloc- reallocated from less productive uses to more productive uses. And that might only be 20% of your economy, but you really need that. And, um, you know, that's really what we talk about at the Mayor's Summit. And we often, bring people in that don't necessarily agree with that or want to hear that and our policy recommendations are contrary to what their previously held convictions are. And we try to sort of understand where they're coming from, but then also tell them how entrepreneurship can help, help, you know, solve their problems and help do their jobs. And you guys do this through uh, breakout sessions. You had some panels, uh, entrepreneurs even get to speak. Yeah, we try to, Everything we do is, is entrepreneur-centric. So that's the Brad Feld, Boulder thesis, which is everything needs to be entrepreneurship-led, and we agree with that. Um, now, that doesn't mean that entrepreneurs can't have help, but the entrepreneurs need to really be driving the ecosystem, and, and we need to be listening and focusing on what entrepreneurs want and need. That's the basis of all good product development. That's the basis for all good you know enterprises is give the customer what they want. Um, at the same time, you got to kind of parse through what they say uh, say they want to what they really need. So the famous quote of Henry Ford, which is, if I'd asked my customers what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a fine line between giving them what they say they want and giving them what they actually need. Interesting. And so these mayor summits are kind of more of a regional kind of play where you can connect on the ground right. uh, with these cities and learn. And you also, uh, one of the things that has been very successful at the Coffin Foundation is the mayor's conference if you do and say been, so I've yourself involved, i've been involved with that for a few years uh, i just, think your just, listeners just, need to know yeah. that this is so successful because some jay grill started it four years ago <laughs> no, we, work with, we work with dane stangler and jason weens over there uh-huh. but um but it, uh-huh. it it's really been successful and it started out at in kansas city yep and then it we came up with the idea to take it to other cities take it to mayors that actually were doing a lot of great things and it, it's happened in louisville and it's also happened in um Albuquerque. Yep. And this year it will happen in St. Petersburg. So tell us kind of what you expect. I and tell us kind of about what the theme will be this year and what people can expect. So that's St. Petersburg, Florida, not Russia. Just so yeah, okay, clear. right. I didn't right. say so, 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 right. we're talking about mayors here. <laughs> right. We're talking about mayors. <laughs> uh, and we're talking about going somewhere warm. Warm, yeah. yes. So uh which is part of the Tampa Bay ecosystem. And Tampa, the city of Tampa is uh wholly overlooked and underrated source of entrepreneurial activity nationally. Um, and this year's theme is diversity and inclusion. And our tagline right now, and this may change, is diversity of firm, diversity of founder, diversity of policy. Meaning diversifying want, entrepreneurial opportunity, right? Right, basically. Yeah. Diversi- diversifying entrepreneurial uh, opportunity. That's right. That's our tagline. Um, 
So, you know, what we want to say is what we want to, to figure out with the mayors and promote to the mayors is entrepreneurship comes in many different forms. It's not just the high tech, high growth white kid from Harvard wearing a hoodie, right? That's not the only image of entrepreneurship. There are restaurants, there are lifestyle entrepreneurships, there are entrepreneurs, there are high growth entrepreneurs and not high tech industries. Um, you know, there are entrepreneurs of all different colors and uh, genders and religions and, you know, ethnicities and countries of origin. And if a, the easiest way to increase entrepreneurial activity in your community is to increase the number of entrepreneurs you have. That's the first step. And to do that, you need to pull in those communities that are marginalized and underrepresented already into your ecosystem and not create a one-off solution for them, but to bring them into the heart of the ecosystem, figure out what's unique about their experience and solve their unique problems. Because they're going to provide, just like any ecosystem, diversity, which means you know resiliency. Topics at the 2016 Mayor's Conference on Entrepreneurship are you know, how to engage potential entrepreneurs, especially those facing great barriers such as women and minorities in developing your ecosystem, how to connect entrepreneurs of all types and backgrounds, support strategies for diverse businesses from startups to main street businesses to high growth firms, policies that foster entrepreneurship and create economic opportunity and creating an innovative solutions to other longstanding city issues. So yep. really it's like you said, it's diversity of all different sorts, and you need right. to have that to be a thriving ecosystem. Right. All, all ecosystems, the, the ones that can withstand shocks are the ones that are diverse um, and the ones that have a lot of different organisms that can fill a lot of different roles. And also, um, you know, ecosystems thrive on dynamism and moving resources from one use to another. And so all those things require diversity and they require innovation within the policymaking. And, and you know, we, we – um, we're, we're seeing what I'll say the calcification of local economies, right? Local people, local firms, local power players get more and more power and it becomes harder for startups to begin um, and compliance barriers and things like that. So, you know, we're seeing that on the national scale and on the local scale too. Evan Absher, Program Officer in Research and Policy at the UN Marion Kaufman Foundation. Uh, check it out at Kaufman.org. You can also find more information about the Mayor's Conference on Entrepreneurship at that same website, and I would recommend the Entrepreneurship Policy Digest at Kaufman.org. Evan, thanks for coming on Grill Nation, man, and keep up the good work. You're doing a lot of great things over there. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for your help. Don't play too much Pokemon Go either. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you we'll again see. soon, buddy. All right. Thanks. Man. That was Entrepreneurship with Evan here on Grill Nation Show. Thanks for joining us today on this show. You connect with me again on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Take care.